This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. There is talk the limits for taking liquids through airport security is set to be axed in the United Kingdom in 2024. If so, fingers crossed, one hopes Canada and the United States will follow. Now, rules which mean passengers must remove laptops from hand luggage, can only take aboard liquids under 100 milliliters, are all to go within two years. Now, major UK airports have been given a deadline of mid-2024 to install more advanced CT security scanners, similar to those used in hospitals, which will enable the change in policy. Joining me now to discuss the new rule changes is Claire Newell, president of Travel Best Bets. Claire, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Jazz. It's been a while. It has been a while, but no better time than now as uh, as uh, the travel uh, season picks up uh, with uh, with uh, Christmas holidays, and and this caught my eye uh, uh, recently. It looks like UK airports could ditch uh, the the uh, the luggage liquid rules uh, by 2024. And and as someone who at one time as a reporter was a frequent flyer, boy, did I hate dealing with that all the time. And I know travelers still do. Um, first of all, is it strictly UK right now, or do you think other countries will follow? Well, it is strictly the UK that has come out with this information. And these what they've got is equipment that is going to be similar to CT scanners that will be able to give a clear picture of what's actually inside carry-on bags. So, you know, this has been in place since November of 20, 2006. Okay, so it's going to happen in 2024. I thought this would be solved, have been solved a lot longer ago. Um it was way back in 2026 that there was this plot that the um, was they were going to blow up 10 planes using explosives in drink bottles. And that basically changed the way that we pack carry-ons. And they have to be, and since then, have been in one-liter bags, clear zip-tops that have a maximum container that holds 100 milliliters. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just not gone away. And we as Canadians you know, keep this in mind over the holiday season. You still have to have that. You still have to pull it out when you are going through screening, unless you've got, you know, a, a like a pre-clearance or maybe a nexus, but that's only in certain airports that have the technology. So it's really just rule of thumb. And if it goes away starting in 2024, even if it's just in the UK, they have some of the biggest airports in the world. I think it'll be a step in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, uh, you know, uh, 2024, that's still 18 years of this incredibly frustrating rule. And usually, I mean, if Heathrow is one of the busiest airports in the world, UK, uh, obviously very busy um, uh, country in regards to all of its airports, very busy in, in the major center of London. Uh, if they go, if they move forward, I'm going to assume uh, other nations will follow. So uh, that is actually yeah, well, wonderful news. Yeah, it's fingers and toes are crossed that it does spread uh, and those those initial scanners work like a charm. Um, but you know what? Technology has improved. And just for those, I know we are coming up to the holiday season. If I can just sneak in a couple of things. Um, technology is making it a lot easier for um, security screening in Vancouver. YVR has this new service called YVR Express. I think there's been quite a bit of talk about it. But just earlier this week, 
Um, when it came initially came out in October, it was only for flights to the U.S. They've now added Canada. So I love this because you can pre-book your spot for um, security screening up to 72 hours before your flight. And then once you've done that, you get a time, you show a QR code, and you go into a, a quicker line. So anyone who's done this will have their, you know, their own quick line versus the normal line. So I would say do it if you possibly can. The other thing is, um, I don't know if you have heard of this or you've mentioned it on, on your show before, Jazz, but the mobile passport control app that's being used by the U.S. So you can submit passport and customs declaration information through that app in advance of your trip, and it really, really speeds things up. Is that is that new then this this passport app? Yeah, wow. it's fairly new, and just because so many people haven't traveled, maybe until now, because they want to go somewhere over the holidays, uh, you know, you, if you haven't maybe downloaded this, what you're looking for on um, Google or your your app store through Apple is mobile passport control. MPC. You're not looking for like U.S. Customs or anything. That's what it will come up as. And then you you actually kind of create a simple profile, kind of like a RiveCan. Remember, you know, when, mm-hmm. when we were all using a RiveCan. And then um, when you're going, you, you do it in, in advance of your trip. The other thing is a RiveCan, just to remind people, can be used when you're returning from the U.S. or an international destination to submit customs information. And then um, also you can follow signs for advanced CBSA declarations and express lanes, and you get through customs much quicker by using that. Not for the, the whole testing and COVID and that type of thing, but actually for customs now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Now, one of the other things, of course, is we, you know, you, you, you and I have chatted, and, and we, you know, certainly on my part, I thought people would ease into traveling, but uh, when it was time to go, everybody was rushing uh, to book flights to, to warmer climates, just to take a, take a break from Canada and our winters, cooler weather, and of course, just wanting to do something fun, having to deal with COVID. And I guess airline ticket prices have shot up significantly. I'm just looking at uh, a story earlier today from CNBC in the U.S. alone, that airline ticket prices are up 25%. In many cases, obviously, outpacing inflation. Is this something that's going to stay for a while, do you think, or can things normalize? I do think it, they are going to go up. And I actually just read a, a publication called Air Monitor 2023. It was put out by American Express, Express Global Business Travel. And basically, they're saying in general, worldwide for next year, they expect air per, airfare prices to rise. There's a range of factors. The ones you would expect, Jess, inflation, fuel costs capacity issues um so and and there's just a lot of demand so i think for the next little while you can expect that but is it it's a completely different story domestically within canada and it's you know i've been in the industry almost 30 years now and the canadian marketplace is it is way over capacity and if you think about it we have our our, what we call our legacy carriers of air canada and WestJet, Mm -hmm. but pre-pandemic Pre-pandemic, we didn't commonly hear Swoop, Flare, Lynx, Canada Jetlines, which just last Friday did their uh, first inaugural flight between uh, Toronto and Vancouver. And then Porter Airlines announced just over the past couple of weeks that they're going to be flying. They used to fly, if you know, if you lived back east or you, you know that market, they, are, uh, they, they essentially uh, flew turboprops out of Billy Bishop Airport in Toronto, but mm-hmm. now they're 
they've ordered these really cool Embraer aircraft and they're going to go across the country from Toronto Pearson. So they're starting Vancouver from Toronto Pearson, Feb 7th, uh, Edmonton, Feb 14th, and Calgary on February 22nd. I mean, this just adds so much more capacity into the marketplace and the introductory fares uh, are ridiculously cheap. I've been paying for my son to be going back east to university for the past four years, and now I'm seeing $69, $79, $99 each way between Vancouver and Toronto. Uh, They're not going to last. There's no way that they can sustain that, not with the fuel costs and just the cost of labor um, and running airlines. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. They're carving up market share right now, so if you can take advantage of it, do it. But... um, uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens in the Canadian marketplace over the next little while because it has pretty much never been cheaper to fly across the country. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing about some of these numbers. I mean, it, Canada's the, the challenge always in Canada, as you know very well, is we just don't have the density compared to the United States and certainly uh, not like Europe, which is famous for its very cheap fares uh, uh, simply because of the amount of people they have in that small, smaller geographic area compared to us where... You've got 38 million people stretched over um, uh, five time zones. Um, in, in regards right. to these airlines, do you see uh, all of them surviving uh, even through 2023? Or could you see them one of them going away or even a couple of them going away as fast as, as uh, late 2023? You know, I hate to say it, but I, I, maybe they'll find their whatever market is working for them and they'll each have their own routes that work. But having as many airs that are in the marketplace as there are now, I don't think they're going to be able to, to sustain it. I hope they all survive. Um, but you've, been, you've watched and, and been in media for a long time, as long as I have. And, you know, we've seen airlines come and go. You think of the laundry list of airlines across this country that have uh, come and gone over the past 30 years. And it's mind-blowing. It's a tough country to do business in as far as airlines are concerned. So my fingers and toes are crossed that they all make it and that, that they each find their own place. Uh, but I don't think they'll all be going across the country for long. There are, you know, some are, have been in business a lot longer than others. Some have deeper pockets. Some can try and knock other ones out of the marketplace, especially the big boys of WestJet and Air Canada. But even WestJet, we've seen really change focus. I mean, for next year, uh, for they're planning to really kiwash some eastern flights so out of toronto and halifax which i never thought would actually happen um they've they've canceled flights out of toronto to edinburgh glasgow dublin uh, barcelona london gatwick and the same uh, a few destinations out of halifax and they're going to be using calgary as their hub which is awesome news for us living here in bc because it's way easier to connect in calgary uh, especially if you're with kids and then you just continue on to Europe and sleep rather than having it kind of having a connection over Toronto or even in Europe, like through London or Paris or something. So it's going to be very interesting to watch. They announced uh, Calgary to Edin- Edinburgh and Calgary to Barcelona that are brand new. And then they're just going to increase the frequency to other places like London, Paris, Rome and Dublin. So very interesting to see what's happening here in the Canadian marketplace. Uh, is, um, is the industry healthy in your mind or is it, uh, I mean, competition is great and, uh, yes, there's new folks carving out, uh, trying to carve out market share, but overall Mm -hmm. is the industry healthy or is it still struggling because of COVID? 
Yeah, it's struggling. It's still uh, overall. I mean, they were, I think the last I heard was that the UN, which is the United Nations World Tourism Organization, said that we were still only at 65% pre-pandemic for air travel around the world at the end of this year. That's where they're hoping to be. It's rebounding, um, but it's it was in such a dark place for so long. It was the first industry to be hit. I mean, we were canceling flights and, and trips in late January, early February in Asia prior to Canada putting down, you know, the gauntlet on March 13th of 2020 when everything shut down here. And it's, it's a, you know, slow recovery. It's, we were still dealing with, um, with uh, labor shortages and fuel Fuel costs are rough at the moment, so these are. This is an industry that relies quite heavily on that. So uh, it will get better. It's you know certainly nowhere near the dark place it was, but it it's you know it, it's still tough. A lot of uh, companies that are reporting revenues are, are still considerably down compared to what they were in 2019. Recovering, but still down. Well, it's a fascinating uh, story, and uh, they are, as you say, recovering from a very difficult period, and, and we, we wish them all the best because they're so integral uh, in the movement of goods and services in our country, that's for sure. Claire, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Jazz.